Welcome to the Sport Project. We've got all the team on deck this week. Yay! Yay! World Series of Poker. This would be awesome. Oh, good God. Come on, Chris. Come on, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have we got any Oasis? Last three weeks I've by murdering it, by murdering it. Yeah, if you're listening out there, Daryl, if you need a backup singer, I am available. I reckon Daz would be an outstanding addition to the show. Maybe we we did say we let's we did pay. say that is one of the things that we're going to try and do is get Daryl Braithwaite on everyone the show and sing us. it li- live. Sing it? Is that the same as let's singing tag it? him in everything we do moving forward? Get out <laughs> and get him on the show. He'll probably just block him to leave the spot. He probably will. He probably I would. I think I already have. It's right. the full well, team's here. The full team's here, guys. Isn't it exciting today? I'm excited. Yeah. This is Renee, Chris, Carlos, and <laughs> Sasha. Who's this Carlos fella? You. Listen, we've not been together since around about round five or six. Oh, six. Bullshit. I don't see any difference. <laughs> you can see ball. Chris here. He's got two bits of extra chewing gum in his... <laughs> That's what she said. He's a flaming idiot. All <laughs> oh, right, flaming glass. So what, what are we doing, kids? Hey, well, we're going to start it off with send them. That, that segment ran away for a little bit. You guys have brought it in while I've been yeah, away, and I really think it's important that we just continue on and bring it back because I love it. Okay. Sasha loves when you send them. So I'm going to kick off. I'm going to kick off. Then. Do it. My send them this week is um, to one of the great V8 supercar drivers out there, Craig Lowndes. So he's um, announced his retirement. Three times supercar champion, six times Bathurst champion. Um, dead set legend of the sport. Send him off, give him the standing ovation he deserves because he's been excellent for the sport. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done, Craig. Well I'm well into said. my Australian Motorama, but I, I, I do understand that he's a living legend in Australia, so well done. Is he, is he now going to manage a team? Is that what he's going to do? He's retired from driving, but he's going to go and manage a team. Is that, is that what's going to happen, Sam? Um, I didn't read that far. <laughs> <laughs> Only read halfway, but um, I, am a, I'm, I'm a massive, yes, <laughs> I am a massive fan of uh, V8 supercars, and he's done some amazing stuff for the sport. <laughs> and, massive um, one of the first two paragraphs on Google. Yes, yeah. <laughs> typed in Craig Lowndes, read that. Okay, screenshot, perfect. Podcast, send him. <laughs> Carlos. Well, my, my send him. I'm going to – I'm Bulldogs. I, I keep reading – you make it quick? I keep reading about um, – the Bulldogs salary cap debacle. It just amazes me how a professional outfit like the Bulldogs can can have such a, a, a horrible salary cap. And now they've got to get rid of all the players. Mozambique's gone to uh, West Tigers. That's mm, correct, isn't the, it? The Aaron Woods the has gone to Canola. You know, and this is not going to end. I'm just like, mm. what, what's your thoughts, guys? All right. Well, I, I want to know, honestly, do you honestly believe that NRL clubs are within the salary cap. Is, is it not a case of just who hides it best? Well, that used to be the case. Isn't it? It's a bit who buys the least amount of boats? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, who's going to pay my, my wife? Well, there was, there was a rumour back in the day about a footballer. Well, it wasn't a rumour, but I'm not going to name names. He used to get paid a lot of cash deals on the Gold Coast, on the golf course. Um, and used to put the money... Was it on the Gold Coast? No, or on the golf, golf course, course. Or a golf, golf course on the Gold Coast. Well, mm. you know, who oh. knows? So he used to put his money in the roof of his house. The house burnt down. The house Ooh. was insured. The money in the roof was not insured. So, so what happened? Is he? So the moral of the story is, don't put money in the roof of your house. <laughs> there exactly you go. Right. But we <laughs> on that bet. too, I think, I think since um, Raylene Castle left, that's when the Bulldogs started to take a bit of a dive, and Dez obviously leaving. But um, I Was that because Raylene left, or was that because of what was created? I, look, I, to be honest, I don't know. I think I, I've met Raylene, and now she obviously runs Australian rugby, and I think mm. she does some amazing and stuff a for the sport. Alopecia. Yeah, um, yeah. I just think she does some amazing stuff for the sport. Mm. She did some stuff for rugby league, and now she's doing amazing stuff for rugby union. And so prior to that, with uh, New Zealand netball as well. Correct. Too. Yeah. yeah. So she, ever since she left the Bulldogs, that seems to me that when the issues started, I just creeping. I just find it really hard to understand that such a professional outfit with yep. so much money. Uh, on the table, and so many executives at that at that club can get themselves in this series of shit. 
Well, it, I think it's just a case of running the risk in order to gain what you really want, a premiership as a club. You're going to try and go above and beyond. You can't beat the teams fair and square, so you're going to go above and beyond and pay salary that you can't really afford. Aaron Woods, was he a really good buy for that kind no. of money? It clears out he wasn't. No? No, I, I, yeah. He wasn't. But Moses Mbaye is going to hurt them, though. He was, he's he's been awesome. one of the greatest players. Well, Phenomenal. he's been one of the greatest yeah, players on the pitch for Bulldogs. For them, and that's the one that they have to let go. Like, I just think, as Bulldogs fans, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, what about the new coach, Dean Pay, comes in? And, and you get that. Like, you can't you can't make a masterpiece with a Wellington boot, can you? No, you know well, I mean? you'd like, know. You need the staff. Mm. You need your calibre. You, you need your players performing week in, week out. And I don't understand that pun, but anyway. Uh, you can't make a masterpiece with the Wellington. Well, you, you, need yeah, you need a paintbrush. <laughs> well, you know, Sam is an artist. Or a canvas. Yeah. Yeah. You can't make a masterpiece with a Wellington boot. You know what? Anyway. To prove well, you maybe wrong, you can. I reckon there's someone out there. Can you do one? Now. Actually, you're an artist. <laughs> oh, oh yes. <laughs> he is. He is Sasha an artist. All right. Sasha loves to paint. Mm. And I reckon... With numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Do we have any... <laughs> Carlo's got bright ready. <laughs> charitable side showing now, Carlo. Oh. Um, you know what? Right. Let's Chris. find it a really good time to move on to Chris and Chris. Well, I'm going to talk about the great man. Yeah, probably uh, undoubtedly the best fullback that's ever played the game, if not one of the best in the whole time we've seen rugby league. Billy Slater is in phenomenal, mm. phenomenal form right now and probably some career best form that, that I've ever seen him in. The way he chimes in, running from the back, the way he organises defence from where he stands as full-back mm. to every part of really helping young players come through and progress the way he has and giving them a, a, a mass knowledge of experience. He announced his retirement from Origin. This is going to be his last game. It will be his first and last captaincy for the Queensland. He retired from international football too. How long will he play at club level? We hope for a long, long time because Billy Slater, stand him up. Give him a good round of applause. Send him off in style. Well done, man. Yeah. Well done. We're going to have him on the show a little bit later, so you'll be able to yes, tell him how much you love him. If Carlo will let you get a word in edgeways. Yeah, illustrious career. And he's dead set um, off chops like a vegetarian. He's been going excellent. Um, mm. for how many years has he been playing now? I don't know, but he's... Uh, I like, I, no, not <laughs> long enough. Yeah, I, 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 I think he's 34, 35 now. Just turned yeah. 35, maybe. But I, I've, I've seen him at home, and, and it's not a shock to see how long his career's gone for. I've seen him at home on a Saturday afternoon with the kids. They're playing around. Ethan's playing with his kids. And he's icing his knees, doing a thoroughband on his arm. And this is Saturday, Sunday, away from the club. So he's doing everything right to get his body prepared. He's an ultimate professional. I couldn't speak highly enough of his attitude to perform the best of his ability every week, every week, week you, in and week out. Do you think he's going to retire at the end of this season? You know, Melbourne are playing well. They might get another premiership at the end of this season and might hang up the boots. They, they, they could do. And, you know, the, all the talk was, why is Craig Bellamy not going to Brisbane? You know, his big three are retiring. Smith's probably on his way out. Cronk's gone. Slater's set to retire soon. And when you saw how they played against the Dragons last night, go, mate, that's why he's not going anywhere. Yeah, Look what he's got coming through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think he's... I think Billy and Cam are good enough. The body seems to be good enough for another three seasons if they manage it correctly. Yeah, I if mean, not. If they but want to. Um, Billy says, don't, don't get it wrong. He says, don't let, don't let the eyes fool you. He said, uh, <laughs> he said, I'm looking like I'm fucking flying. He said, because I'm pepping myself for every yeah. single game. He said, but I'm feeling well, it's that every show. <laughs> single game and Sunday, Monday, Tuesday when I feel. Well, like I've been in a real battle. Yeah, we, we was we was at his farm, wasn't we, over Christmas? And he mm. told us like he can't train as like all the other players. At yeah. the like he, he he literally can't. Like he, he will take him. He has to do another couple of days rest before he, he can get on the field. So you know, it, it takes its toll. And, and, and how how long he can do that? Well, you, you only have to refer. And, yeah, and sorry, sorry to interrupt, Ray, but you, sorry, you've I just also don't, got, don't want to talk on the show at all. No, you're boring. But you've also got the other aspect of the say. He's, he's got a family. He's got a young family. He's going to want to spend as much time as he can with the kids, with his wife. And, you know, they've given up a lot of their time to support him in his journey and support his profession. And they've been really, really supportive throughout the whole thing, Nicole and the kids. So maybe it's time for him to sit back and go, do you know what? I've achieved everything now. I'm going to finish on a high. And there's no disrespect in that. Yep. And I'm going to sit back. And he'll, he'll have a good media career. He's very good in front of the camera. He's got a microphone. He can analyze the game better than anyone else. So, well, do you know what? The best thing is, as I said, you can tell him a little bit later on because we're going to get him on the phone and ask him all the hard-hitting questions whether he will go around again. 
Because that's the magic of the show. We bring the guests that we just want to You know to what? I'm going to I'm gonna ask him about his highlight of his origin career. Oh. That'd be a really good question. That to ask. actually so sounds though. How can so it, good. How can you get it down to one? I know, it but what a good question, though. It stands out. I like that. Yeah. yeah. People, people talk about his captaincy first and last game, and you're going to go back in the history books there. Well done, sir. Yeah. I think there's you no better question that. on this show. Mm. Yeah, I really appreciate you thought it. of it, Carlos. Because if you've thought of it, you've <coughs> actually got something quality on the show for once. Yeah. But anyway, anyway it's always hey, um, next week, Carlos. The hamster, there is. The hamster's running up there. He's a bit slow. Yeah, hamster's spinning, with, or the wheel's spinning, but the hamster's dead. He's <laughs> hey, um, for my send I'm going to lead into our main segment by doing it, though. Is obviously made the news worldwide was the basketball brawl. Now, I don't mm. want to talk about the basketball brawl itself. My send is the shaming. Uh, of all the commentary that's sort of come out of it, in particular because I'm around boxing, I see a lot of uh, boxers through my social media and their comments they're making. And them all coming out and bagging the absolute shit out of these basketballers for not being able to throw a punch. And look at them, they can't throw a punch, they can't box, they can't do this, blah, blah, blah. It's basketball, it's not boxing. These guys don't fight for a living. And if you want to go off the fact that basketball, uh, boxing, sorry, is a disciplined science. I've never thrown a punch outside of the ring. Well, maybe a couple after drinks with you guys, but as a muck around. But do you know what I mean? Like, it's we're taught to never act in that way. Now, these guys are in the middle of their own discipline. Now, there were some really, really off things that happened in terms of fly kicking and elbows to the face. Chairs. Yeah. But well, it was. It's pretty much how... It, I thought it was a joke when I first saw, saw the video. But I just think all those commentators who are sitting there and bagging it and bagging the players for not being able to throw a punch properly. Give them a basketball. Yeah, exactly. There's no chance. Imagine imagine doing that, right? They had an all-in brawl, and I mean all-in, like the bench was in, the assistant coaches were in. Yeah. Everyone was in. And then they had to finish the game. 100%. Yeah, with three players. But if someone, if, if I, like if you're on a court and all of a sudden everyone starts peeling down like the stadium stairs and this whole team is about to come and beat you, you're going to get all jacked up on Mountain Dew and go yeah. up and like a spider monkey. Close your eyes. And like proper just swing like a duck. I'm excited like it's going to happen now. I'm ready. Your face is lighting up. It's kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy. So that's my send section. I mean, but then again, you basketball, you said the counts are all punched. They're not trained our discipline to do so and then outside the boxing ring you're not trained to box in rugby or Mm-mm. football or anything else yeah, but if a brawl points, happens yeah. that's a brawl and they can throw them yeah but there's I mean, different but coordination you know when you flick the risk of that basketball is kind of similar right well, we spoke about this off air chris mm-hmm. and you brought up a really good quote from an interview that you heard do you mm. want to give us a run over what was said there because i just think that sounds perfect <laughs> well, well it came from the nba and, and the commentators in the nba are talking about um the australian player that plays over in the u.s in the nba and they said he's running there and he's jumped in with knees he's jumped in with feet he's tried kicking a knee and everybody but he's not throwing a single punch and the other commentator turned around and said, well, yeah, that's his moneymakers. He's not going to throw his hands in there, is there? What if you break a hand, break a finger, hit your, hurt your wrist? Anything like Doing that. Has your career gone? So kick him, knee him, do whatever you want. <laughs> and they laughed about it. And, and they sat there and chuckled the whole way through. But he came up with a very good point. You're not going to throw your moneymakers in there. Well, that's crazy. I tried to get a couple of the guys on uh, for our show today, but they're obviously Concussed. under a... <laughs> what was that, sorry? Concussed. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're currently taking seat on the chair that they was thrown on their head. <laughs> um, but they're on a media ban at the moment, obviously, until this all comes out and the discipline reaction. But one of the players in particular, Chris Goulding, who was at the centre of it, um, obviously the first foul was put on him, which then created the, I guess, the, the backlash. Um, who was it? Who the Australian player who eventually came in with the forearm? I don't know, but he, he caught him. Oh, yeah, he caught him good, which then yes, that's when that's the Philippines yeah, bench came off and, and sort of smoke in. Now, Chris Goulding, his nickname is Bubbles because... That's his character. Like, he is one of the most down-to-earth, genuine humans. That he's just soft. I, I know, Carla, you said you know... We, we worked with... I worked with his uh, his partner, mm. uh, Muller. So, like, and Chris has met him a few times. An absolute champion of a bloke. Yeah. When I saw him in this situation, and another gentleman um, in Jason Caddio, he was going to come on the show. And to see them, they, you know, they, they're not boxers. They're not fighters. They don't do anything like that. It was just horrific to watch people mm. that we know in such a violent violent action yeah no it was surprising to wake up and see it if i'm honest um it was kind of refreshing too though it It was look i got a little bit excited okay it was 
It added a bit of excitement to basketball for me. Like but it's like when you see baseball and they kick Ooh. off or they go hard. Yeah, but ah. like, have you ever seen, like, the coach of the Philippines team yeah, no, was one of the ones that, that yeah. stood over the top of Chris Goulding. No, no, no. With don't a chair and that. kicking him. And, like, this was gang. No, no, no. no. Yeah, of course, yeah. It and then they took a left. selfie at the end of the thing. Yeah, but you always got to take a selfie at the end of it. Oh. That's, that's a given. They yeah, didn't have a selfie stick. Oh, that's bad preparation. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I remember um, back when I was playing, I played with a fellow. I don't know, you might know him, Wade Grintel. He used to yeah, play for of course I do. I played with Wade. Raiders, right? Yeah, I played with um, Wade. So we were playing rugby union one day, and he got into this massive stink, and it went to the judiciary, and um, he was filming, and he, he can throw him. He, yeah, can, yeah. he can throw he did, him. Real yeah, good. he's, he's, just, he's and, actually got a belt in jiu-jitsu as well. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. And as he was watching himself throw him in the judiciary, he leans over and he goes... Yeah, that how was I throwing him? <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, that kind of bloke. He, he's mate. a very funny man. Oh, he's a bloody legend. If you're out there, Wade, star, sign up to our podcast, please. All right, well, a, a bloke who can throw him. We're going to be talking to him very so- shortly in Tony Stanza. Uh, he can tell us a little about. Could not fight his way out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a lover, not a fighter for he sure. He definitely. Yeah. Right. Man, speed on <laughs> the prison tat skier. <laughs> Still loads to come on the sport project. Stick around. And, of course, we'll be back week in, week out. Subscribe, rate, get around it, share it. Send nudes. (laughs) Hello. Hey, Sansy. All right, if it isn't our one and only Tony Resident. Sands. Sandsy, what's going on, mate? Oh, how are you? Well, welcome. Welcome to me. I'm in the lounge room tonight. Welcome to me, lounge room. What, what are you doing in there, mate? Don't tell me you're feeding the chooks. <laughs> mate, I tell you, with me, it's not a chook, mate. It's an emu. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a very long neck. <laughs> that is <laughs> he's wiping up the vomit of the chooks. That's what he's doing. <laughs> hey, Tony, we got full no, books. Just, just, just watching the footy, having a couple of beers. Mate, excellent stuff. We're full books here today. So there's Chris, myself, Carlo and Renee. We're all here, the Sport Project. And, mate, we just want to know what you've been up to. Talk us through it. Well, mate, it's been a big couple of weeks, actually. We've had... Uh We've had old boys day, we've had ladies day, we've had lots of stuff. I'd never have them two days on the same day because it just causes dramas. But, um, <laughs> mate, yeah, on the field we haven't had uh, the best results. Reserve grade still going okay. 18s, are, they, I love them. They, they have a dig every week. First grade struggling, but uh, we'll come out of it. We'll come out of it soon. And by, by wheel, does that mean that you've actually had a game for first grade, Sansy? Yeah, I did, mate, back in uh, 96. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, but I'm uh, out there trying to uh, motivate the boys. I've, I've sort of, that was motivate, not motorboat. Uh... <laughs> you motorboating son of a bitch. <laughs> oh. Now, Sansy, can you yeah, please no, no, tell I'll, me? Uh, trying to motivate them, get them going, but <laughs> look, they just got to toughen out. They're a very young, young team. They're a bit smaller than everyone, but... Uh, I've got all the faith in the world and the boys that um, success is just around the corner for them. Now, now, Sansy, you touched on the fact that you had Ladies' Day the other week. Were the ladies treated to a Tony Sands leopard skin G-string 100-metre sprint? Uh, look, it wasn't leopard skin. It was just a black one, and there was no sprinting because, you know, just let them be able to see and, and appreciate. You know, it's no good running past them. <laughs> Love your work, Sansy. What's the plans this weekend, mate? Who have you got? Oh, wow. <laughs> big nuts over there will be happy. We've got the blues. We've got the blues Ooh. tomorrow. So. Go the blues. I didn't know who you were going to talk about then when you said big nuts. Uh, there's only <laughs> one with big nuts. But, uh, Sunny Bell, can you get me a beer? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> get one of them. Um, yeah, so we've got the blues tomorrow. They've been struggling a bit, actually. Normally right up the top. But can you get us a beer, mate? They're just outside the... Uh, just outside the floor at the moment, so we might get them at a good time. So we'll see how we go. Well, it's good to know that you're hydrating well ahead of the match, in true Tony Sands of fashion. Well, I'll tell you what, it's just to settle me nerves. I'm like a little kid. I just, um, to be honest, is even even that there's not much of a chance, thanks, mate, that I play, <laughs> I, still get the, I still get the nerves, I still get, uh, you know, little butterflies, everything like that. that's how much I love it. I, I dead set... Uh, Turn up every game. I've got my boots and stuff, and 
honestly, I swear to God, I just um, just a chance of playing. I bloody love it, so I just need to calm myself down a bit. Sanzi, you're bloody good for the sport, mate, and really appreciate having you on this week. Good luck this week, and uh, we'll talk to you. What have you got there? That's right. Just one thing, guys. We had our lady say, and um, we raise a bit of money for a charity every year. Um, This year we raise uh, money for a a place down here in Canberra called Carinia House. Now, Carinia House looks after um, uh, mothers and babies that are in crisis, so getting away from abusive relationships or whatever like that, they put them up, uh, find the housing, or, or they put them up and everything like that and look after them. So big shout-out to them, guys. We raise a little bit of money for them. Mate, um, that's great. Well done, Sanzi, and well done to you and uh, the Gungala Bulls. Right. And just a bit of ex- exclusive for you guys because, well, you're the only people I talk to, so... <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, listen... Um, it's around about time I've, I've actually decided to retire from representative football. You're joking. Um, <laughs> just just going to concentrate wholly and solely on the Bulls here on out. I think they deserve that. I think they deserve to get 100% of me. Well, we've had we've had uh, Billy Slater on earlier, who's um, retiring from rep footy as well, mate. So it just seems fit that you would announce your retirement as well. That's that's amazing. Well, mate, it's true. And a fellow Queenslander like myself, well, I'm sort of a Queenslander because Spain discovered Queensland, so we're sort of... <laughs> the Espanola and rock and roller. roller. I was going to say that. No, and one of Maningas' grandfathers was Spanish as well, so I've always been a Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I love your work, Sanzi. We'll make good luck this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week. All right, guys. Listen, from the man they couldn't root, shoot, or electrocute, have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Ring it, ding, ding. See you, mate. See you, you have a big, big ball bearer. <laughs> oh, bloody couldn't, love him. Couldn't root, shoot, or electrocute. I'm writing that one down. Oh, mate, that's starting me phone right now. <laughs> I feel that. How good is he? One of the, you know, he's a one good of the exclusives. All the news outlets there, if you're wondering, he has retired from rep footy. I reckon um, if Billy Slater might go and play the Gwingarnam Bulls now, do you think? Imagine that. No. <laughs> no, we don't no, want to imagine we'll, that. We'll imagine it. Hey, I can see Carlo, Carlos. Carlos, can we? Has, have you we completely adapted that yet? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, okay, yeah. good. So, Carlos, um, you've been chewing at the bit to talk about some football. Soccer. Boring. Well, we're going to follow up and we're going to chat to Billy Slater after this and talk about the DCE, the Ben Hunts and all of that sort of jazz. So good. don't go anywhere because that's good, coming good. up on the good, podcast. Good, good. But right now, let's get right down to the nitty gritty. If you needed to grab a cup of tea, anyone this who's listening, time. go cup grab it. No, don't do it because this is good. All you have to do is just fall like Neymar Jr. and roll like the KFC ad all the way out yeah. to the next continent. It's been, been a bit embarrassing, but yeah, the FIFA World Cup story so far. Argentina, Argentina, Portugal, Spain, and Germany. Germany See with the holders. They're all gone. Gone. All gone. They're all out. Germany was tipped as favourite, along with Belgium. Alvitas in. Tschüss. Germany didn't even make it out of the group stage. This is how German. good this World Cup's been. And, and, and again, a lot of the middle nations coming through. Brazil, France, and England are all looking really, really good. Brazil have been quite constant. They've had last two games, won 2 0. So, you know, they'll be flying high. France uh, playing Uruguay as we probably will be over by the time this goes to air. But France have got Uruguay, Uruguay, should I say, and England have got Sweden now. Sweden, Sweden have been surprising everybody. They are, including well, me, who's got no interest in football. Well, yeah, that's because their supporters are hot. Well, the girls are. Yes, yeah, so I mean, yeah. The boys are just drunk, really. I'm okay with that. <laughs> They're my However. people. <laughs> but uh, you, you're right in saying that, though, Renee. Sweden have always been a bit of a dodgy side. I think there's about nine. There's nine games been played with England and Sweden, and Sweden have won five of them. Well, that's so, what, that was going to be my next question. Are they capable of throwing England off, off the scent, so to speak? I think I think um, any team was. We saw that with Colombia. They played a different kind of game against England, but England's... I love the names that came out of that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> There's shit, a team yeah. with guns and cocaine and violence and they're playing Colombia <laughs> they're playing tonight. Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> but, but and it's very really true, but you know, the thing was that Colombia came out with a mindset. They wanted to upset England. They wanted to get them off the game. They wanted to kick them around. They wanted to slap them. But then they knew if England retaliated, and they would, and they did, they'd just throw themselves on the floor like any other South American team would. And, you know, and then they play the victim. And it's so frustrating to see that England have got so much quality on the pitch, and they have done for many, many, many years, yet they've never really gelled like this team do. However, 
they are still young and they're still very, very vulnerable. And I'm not quite sure if they've got the mentality and the the, the ability uh, to unite and really finish off a job because they scored against Colombia. They got everybody back behind the ball, hoping that Colombia wouldn't score. And then when they did, it was like, oh shit, what do we do now? No, it's back. It's back to plan A, which we didn't really want to go back to. And and you know what? In terms of managers, Gareth Southgate is the coolest customer I've ever seen. Yeah, he's showing some some great you know, poises as a coach, and, and even going up after when the Colombian actually missed the penalty, rather than going to celebrate with with the English boys, he went straight over to the bloke who missed the penalty. Gareth Southgate in two thousand and six in the European, he missed the penalty that knocked England out, so he fully understood that. And you know, just great qualities like a bloke to go over and and uh, and. and Council the Colombian player, but I just want to just add on to that, Chris, just for one second. England have only scored goals from either the penalty spot or corners, apart from Panama, which was a six-nil, six-one drumming, as you'd expect. Um, they make cats, but yeah, corners or penalties. So that my 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 worry is their ability to to score in open play. Is, is quite diminished and I think that's what that's going to get him unstuck in these latest stages. And, and there's one thing like scoring an open play or actually scoring whatsoever. The other problem is they haven't kept a clean sheet throughout. No. Not even against Panama. They make hats and they put six uh, Yeah, I just want to touch back on that topic. How do you know that Panama make hats? <laughs> it's called a Panama hat. What's the Panama hat? It's, it, it's, it's, no, it's fashion it's, talk, it's Sasha. Sasha. Panama Shut hat. up. <laughs> Go right. to the Do toilet you know? and take your face for the poo. <laughs> right. But, uh, <laughs> okay, but here, I want to touch on a second. A second thing you mentioned before that England, like you said, didn't really have a game plan after Colombia scored. Mm. So they were up. They were playing good footy when Colombia scored. They wasn't really playing good footy. They got a penalty. Well, it was better than what they were playing from. Um, in the extra you don't know time. what you're talking about. Time, in the extra time. Extra time they were poor. It's extra time. They were in real the poor. Extra time. Okay. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's not <laughs> right. But in extra time, I actually watched this. And in extra time, they played rubbish. And they were lucky to hang on to a penalty shootout. Who was England? Yeah. 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 And then they yeah. ended up winning. Mm. They were three-two down. Then one four three. The so last time they, the last time they won a penalty shootout was a long time ago. So that's an achievement yeah, in itself. Got the all-time worst yep. record for penalty shootout. Yeah, that was an omen on them. There was another omen on them. It's a penalty shootout which they broke against Colombia, and there was another one, wasn't there? Um, yeah, crime rate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know what I loved out of all of it was uh, your singing, uh, Carlo, Carlos. I'm pointing at you um, on Instagram, singing "I'm Coming Home." Yeah. Saying as if the trophy was coming home, that poor soccer ball is just sitting there. Was comfortable on a beach in Brazil, like with some pina coladas or whatever Mai Tais, and now it's coming back to rainy, shitty cold. Well, well, that we poor hope. soccer ball is actually Carlos' head. Will you watch how you talk about him like <laughs> actually, that? Actually, you know what? I, I think it would be absolutely epic if England won the World Cup. Can of course it would it? be. Of course it would be. You're English. It'd be epic if no, Australia won it. It'd be so good. It looks good. like... <laughs> I remember in 2006, Chris, you remember when everyone in the streets was yeah, flag happy? Of course. And it looks like it's the same again uh, yeah. over in the UK. So, uh, you know, I'd love to see I'd love to see England get... I, look, I, I, think, I think in order for England to win this, it's going to have to be the same situation as Titanic sinking. Everything's going to have to go <laughs> in one particular <laughs> way. Do you know what I mean? Is Titanic that, sank at 12 things, but that's a Panama hat. Is that a Panama hat? Yeah. Titanic sank because 12 things went Sasha wrong. Sasha just Googled the Panama Everything's going to have to go right for England for them yeah. to win. Yeah. Well, it's all there on, on Brazil... They're, they're the ones that are going to have to be beaten. I think they're going to be. Well, no, they, but you've got to beat them all, Carlos. Yeah, I know, but I just think they're going to be the. I <laughs> Do you think know what? Why I think it's hard to let these two go off on a tangent. Like, oh, I know that they know. No, 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 wait, but I know they know the most about football in this sense. But when you two start talking and Sasha and I stop interjecting, you start speaking so fast and your ex- yeah. English accents get so thick that no, I've actually well, got no idea what you just said. That's because you're looking at fucking Panama hats on his <laughs> Google search. Is that another Panama hat? Is it just the style no, of Prada hat? hat. Yeah. No, no, but it says straw <laughs> Panama hat. Is it just mean if it's a straw hat, it's yeah. a Panama hat? Well, it's, no. it's, it's, a, it's a kind of style. So no, I'll show you a Panama no, hat. I'm not giving you my phone. <laughs> this is the sport podcast. I know, and you're looking at Panama hats. Take your face for a crap. <laughs> what does that, that even mean? Worst. That did not work the first what does time. What it mean, though? As in he's saying you're talking shit. Yeah, literally. So get it? Get so take oh, your face oh, for gotcha. a crap. Oh, just yeah. do me a favour. Get out. I was just wanting to No, don't get out because you know what we're about to have? Sasha's weird, wonderful, wacky. Oh, yes! Yep. Do it's not go times. anywhere, Sash. It's exciting Indoor times. Barbecuing. And uh, Chris, actually, I think you'd be 
bloody good at this one. I think this sport was meant for you. Is it felching? <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't know what it is. I've just heard about it. You know exactly what it is. Um, it's actually called the beer mile. Ooh. Oh, my God, I've heard about this and I actually want to do it. Started See? in Canada in 1989. I'm sure blokes have been doing it before. How then. wrong are you? She's, the exa- <laughs> she's excited. No, I don't even know what it is. She's all over it. You know why he's not excited? Because it says he doesn't, mile. Yeah, but he doesn't know just about said, it yet. If it just said beer, he'd be I just hit my face on the mic. <laughs> if it just said beer, he'd be right. So what it is, it's it's mile, obviously. So it's 1,600 metres. You have to scull a beer before you start. Run a lap, scull a beer, run a lap, scull a beer, run a lap, scull a beer, run a lap. And that's it. So there's a that there's just a sounds like a normal night out in Manly for me. <laughs> <laughs> sounds you like know, my childhood. Do you know Lance Armstrong actually tried to do it in two th- 2014? And, and how'd he go? Exactly like his cycling career. He had to bomb out <laughs> after after about a lap. Yeah, but did he yeah. take steroids? <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't. He dropped out. He, he dropped started out. doping. Yeah, he dropped yeah. out. That sounds like no, a night on Oxford Street. <laughs> but if you, if you do vomit, it's a rule that if you do vomit, you have to do an extra lap at the end. So. Oh, that'd be tough. Yeah. Running with a beer full of a belly full of beer. Mm. So <laughs> running the, uh, full stop. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> solve it. That being fifteen, knock it all run. Chased by the police. Hundred meters. Knock it Depends how quick the police are. <laughs> I've so enjoyed this. Oh. That was that was quality. Yeah. There's actually another one where there's wine involved, and you do a marathon with wine, like instead of the water drinking station. Wait a minute. We, we saw Reedy, um, one of the surf lifesavers at Bondi Rescue. He ran the Gold Coast Marathon um, last week. Yeah. And we saw him. He said, if it's good enough for an absolute Olympian who sculled a bottle of Corona halfway through, he said, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. And no, he stopped no, no. halfway. Just stop. I'm in a fucking roll, Renee. Even if I'm wrong. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> he was saying that if an Olympic athlete hands you a beer... Halfway through a marathon, you drink it. That's what I said. No, you said if she, if if it's it's good enough for them. No, as in if they they drank it it in the marathon, she wasn't running. Lazy fucker, what's he running (laughs) for then? So the person that he was talking about was Megan Nay, who's been a two-time Olympian swimmer. She was standing on the sidelines supporting Reedy, who was running. He was about halfway through and was running pretty well. Like, Reedy runs epic pace, really good pace. We'll get him on the show to talk about it. But he grabs this beer, skulls it, and then the video just shows, like, because he lost momentum, he just had to walk for the next, like, 10 metres because his legs just went, I'm out. Like, and he goes, my gut felt crook. And Clint Kimmon's another one that I want to get on as well too, former big wave surfer or still surfs them and an Iron Man athlete. He did the same. Greg from Body Science met him at his Burley house, walked out the front, gave him a beer as well too. He sculled it. He reckons it was the best thing he's ever done. He's like, I drank it. It was better than all the other gels I normally take. Like, I'll do that anytime. <laughs> yeah. That was actually really emotional at the end of that. Um, Did at the Gold Paul Coast Marathon. and just piss everywhere? No, there was a lot of bleeding nipples. Like, I, I just, Hang Jesus on. Christ. Oh, just from Chafe. No, yeah, from Chafe. So Biting. Gold Coast Marathon up on the Gold Coast last week. Team. I was at the finish line doing some stuff with ASICs. And these people, everyone had warned me. Like, they're like, you know, people, you know, shit themselves. They, they need, they, they bleed. They spew in front of you. So you've just got to be careful on what's going on. It's but Chris on a Saturday. Yeah. Standard <laughs> Saturday. But it's really, like, I cringed at seeing all the bleeding nipples. Like, that would just... Oh, that's some damage if they're bleeding at that stage. So anybody thinking about you doing can. the marathon at any time in their life, what a beautiful sales pitch that is. And you should sign up immediately because that's great. Wear a, strap wear a nappy and strap your nipples. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There were people that crossed the line in thongs and they were running. They crossed between. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm English. G-string thongs or thongs no, 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 like thongs flip-flops? Your feet. Oh. Like, you know, the same material you make Crocs out of. Yeah. Yeah, well, they were them, but in thongs, and they had socks on. They'd run a whole marathon, and the time frame, they'd finished a marathon in four hours. I can't even run to the end of the street without blowing a thong and, like, in that's... In thongs. Thongs, yeah. Put horses back on. Put horses back on. All right, let's up. Next, we're going to get... We're going to get serious. We're going to get one of the all-time greats, rugby league legends, who is <laughs> retiring from representing... <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> We're going to have Billy Slater on the phone very soon. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget to share, rate, and subscribe to this beautiful podcast. She's blowing them again. (laughs) Welcome back. One of our favourite guests that we always get on the show because it's the only person Chris Smith knows. 
It is, and I love him. He's the best. <laughs> I put him up there with Winx. Oh, yeah. He's that much of a legend. Yeah, he looks like a horse. If Winx could talk, he'd be on. But it is the one, the only, the great, I hate saying great Queenslander, but great. Captain <laughs> El Capitano. Billy Slater. See you Slater. Hey, guys. Jeez, that's a great compliment being up there with Winx. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, mate. The only thing is you're quicker than that, bitch. And, he, and, oh, oh, and, he, oh, and he's hung like a horse. <laughs> Winx is? Or? You laughed before you said that, Carlos. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry, Bill. But the Can thing I is, Billy me? probably could have ridden Winx as well, too. That's just what makes him such an epic athlete. Scary, isn't it? <laughs> Billy Slater, how you feeling, champ? Yeah, feeling pretty good, mate. It's um, yeah, exciting time of the year. Obviously, um, in state of origin camp at the moment, and uh, I'd love the the series to still be alive. But um, yeah, preparing for uh, what will be my last origin. I'm pretty excited about that, mate. Not only your last origin, but last origin as captain, first and last. What what a what an honour to finish with. Yeah, it's a huge honour. There's only been 13 men that have had the opportunity. <laughs> what? Well, so funny. <laughs> I'm just, I just think it should have happened a lot earlier. Oh, yeah. Look, I've never really had it on my radar. It's never really been something that I've focused on. I've, I've been, always been a leader within the teams that I'm in. But, um, yeah, to get the opportunity to, to captain Queensland, to be known as a, a captain of Queensland, it's, it's a huge honour. I suppose you had um, your teammate there, Cam Smith, uh, Billy, you know, just hogging the captain's armband for, for that long. Uh, so it was a bit hard oh, to get rid of him. Yeah, and that's probably why I hasn't been on the radar because I've, I've always played in the team that Cameron Smith's been in and he's such a great leader and, um, yeah, it's never really been something that I've focused on. Oh, right. shit. You've got to be pissed off that the only time you get to captain it, you don't get to hold the shield up, surely. <laughs> oh, well, that's, uh, that's the way it's gone this year. It's, it's been a close series and... I thought that we were uh, a really good chance to win game two, but it just wasn't to be. What is the vibe like in the camp? Obviously, it's been a while between drinks with New South Wales winning it, like 2014, but now from a Queensland side of things, being in the camp when you know that the series is lost, what's the change? You you know, whitewash is the next conversation. Yeah, look, I think we understand that, you know, the series is all sewn up, but at the same time, um, there's still a lot of intensity around camp. We... We want to win this uh, this game. Um, you know, we certainly don't want a, a three nil uh, series whitewash. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of pride on the line, and we're also playing for four point seven million Queenslanders. We've we've never, um, you know, we've never sort of pushed that to the background. That's always been front and centre of who we're playing for, and this team means a hell of a lot for us to play in it. But it also means a hell of a lot to the people of Queensland. I mean, it's going to be a brave team to come up to Queensland and try and take it off you there. But um, do, do you think New South Wales can do it, or, or are you really confident back on home ground that you can, can take it? What do you mean? I know they yeah, can. Oh, look, it's you know they're obviously a really good side. That they're, they're going to be better from the experience. They're going to be a lot more confident because they've they've won the series. The pressure is off now, so they might play a little bit more expansive football and and try and get the the ball to their speed men out wide a little bit earlier. Um, but at the same time, I think we're improving as well. I think we've got a really good side and it's going to be a great origin match and hopefully we can entertain the, the crowd. I mean, sadly for Queenslanders and rugby league fans alone, it's going to be your last game in origin. I reckon there's about three or four more years in you left at club football yet and I'm sure your wife, Nicole, will agree with that. But how good were the young boys last night against the Dragons? They really put up an incredible performance. Yeah, it was really pleasing to watch. It was actually a really entertaining game of footy. Um, I don't know if our coach would be too happy with uh, the 30-odd points that got scored against us, but um, I think watching the game of football and the way we finished it off, um, yeah, it was really pleasing. And to see some of the younger guys really perform well, that was probably the most pleasing thing. Jerome Hughes had a fantastic game at fullback. Young Brodie Croft has... You know, had to wait his, his chance to get back into the first-grade team, but he was excellent as well. And, um, yeah, the forwards really, really stood up with, you know, obviously the likes of Jesse Bromwich, Sam Cassiano, uh, Dale Fanuke, and all being injured at the moment. I want to ask you, just sort of based on that St. George question as well too, and a player that you've had a lot to do with, is Ben Hunt. He's uh, obviously come under a heavy amount of scrutiny, come out of origin. He had that coming off the back of that grand final horror show how does a player like that come back? And it, does he have the potential to be able to turn his season around this year? Oh, for sure. Look, you know, Ben's a fantastic player. We've seen what he's been able to do 
for the Broncos and especially this year for the Dragons. Um, you know, he, you know, is, is obviously still uh, learning and, and improving his game. Um, but, you know, he can play several positions, Ben Hunt, and, you know, what he can give us off the bench. And it just it's just a, a balanced thing for our side, I think. Uh, what he can bring to our team off the bench is a lot of spark and a lot of energy. And, um, you know, you never know, he could even turn the game for us on Wednesday night. Now, Billy, back to Origin, mate. Um, what has been your most memorable Origin moment? Yeah, tough question. Um, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be involved in many great Origin moments. Um, but look, 2017 was one individually really... Um, I, was, I was grateful for the opportunity to get back into the Origin arena. Um, I'd gone through a couple of shoulder surgeries that I didn't know whether I was going to play rugby league again and and to get back and and play game two and game three of uh the series um it was yeah really um a a great feeling and and something that I you know I really appreciated that was such a great question Sash yeah thank you very much really appreciate that (laughs) hey Bill Bill, I just want to know how you feel when one of your good mates Chris Smith turns up to the game in a blues top did you say good mate? <laughs> like well, like acquaintance, that. an acquaintance. He's gone down like the order, uh, you know, a couple of notches there, but uh, no. Nah. Oh, look, that's the beauty about State of Origin, isn't it? I, like, you, you have your team and you stick with your team. And look, you know, New South Wales have had some pretty lean years uh, over the last decade, <laughs> but they're, they're, their people stick with them. And Queenslanders will stick with us over the next... Uh, 12 months until we get an opportunity for redemption as well. So, you know, I think the, the pride that uh, State of Origin brings out is uh, one that you can't just chop and change teams just because you, your mate's playing for the opposition. <laughs> uh, I thought I about it. it. I thought about it. Hey, mate, you, you, you've referenced Queensland a few times there and you said we. Are you going to come out of retirement already? Can we, can we write about that now? <laughs> well, once a Queenslander, always a Queenslander. Oh, he didn't say yeah, no. Queenslander! He didn't say no. <laughs> no, Billy, look, I just want to say from me anyway, um, thanks for all the years of Origin. It's been a pleasure uh, watching you. I'm just watching here why Carlo pretends to suck a dick. It's really weird. <laughs> um, but uh, you've done some amazing stuff for the sport, mate. Um, you know, you, there's no, no controversy around you. You always, um, you know, you're such a gentleman. That, that was just evident there when you're talking about Chris like that because he, he's a bit of a dick. But, um <laughs> You've um yeah you've done a lot of stuff for the sport so thanks mate really appreciate it. No 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 worries I've enjoyed every minute of it. Hey um Billy I want to ask you quickly before you jump off the phone uh, a good mate of yours recently retired today. Not um, me again. No not no. Chris again no not Chris again. He, <laughs> you need to stay retired Smithy. Um you mate Sammy Thiday what'd you make of his retirement? Uh, old man kit make up the whole lot. Yeah, I um, I only saw glimpses of, of that this afternoon, and oh, it's just typical Sam Friday, isn't it? And <laughs> you know, everyone's different, and Sam's obviously gone through his career and tried to have a little bit of a lightheartedness towards his uh, approach to footy, and and I think it's great. You know, it just shows a bit of personality, and you know, that's just Sammy. He's a great fella. He's been a great teammate for Queensland and Australia. And, yeah, I, I really applaud him for doing something different. Yeah, we well, definitely did something different. He said, well, this is the way I feel on the inside, so I may as well make it look on the way on the outside. <laughs> He's not on his own there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate to see how you'd look on the outside, mate. Yeah, well, I, I have a shave and I still look about 16, so <laughs> I have to take some makeup to for me to look that old. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, mate. We really, really appreciate it. See you, Bill. Thanks, All the best, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Good luck for Wednesday, chap. Good, good luck, mate. See you Cheers. later. Such a gentleman. Like, yeah. He, he just he speaks highly of everyone. Um, he's just good for the sport. Apart from me. Except for you, mate. <laughs> it's hard to talk good about you. I know, I know, but I try and my mum does a real good job. She does. Because she is a mum. saint. They're angels. Your mother, mother is shit. a saint. <laughs> They're angels. <laughs> Elsie is a saint. No, it's, it's going to be a real tough task, though, isn't it, for the Queenslanders not to get whitewashed. It's, it, it's up at back in Brizzy again, you know, so that I reckon that gives them a good six to ten points start of that, just with the support they've got behind them. And who on earth wants to go up there? I've been really pissed off 4.7 yeah. million Queenslanders. Yeah. I really want to try and perform at Absolutely. some point. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the biggest motivator ever. I'd love to go up and just 
throw you're, some forks You're up. wired different, though, Renee. <laughs> We've found that out. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Well, there's been a few injuries, isn't there, in the Queensland camp? And, mm. you know, Caelan Ponga, at the point where he just has got, an opportunity, he's got an opportunity to, to actually shine, and he goes and nicks a hammer. You yeah. Who would have thought it? But, but yeah. he still played really well in game one. I mean, game three is going to be amazing to see, obviously. I think Latrell Mitchell's defence was bagged so severely in the first mm. one, and he didn't even miss a tackle in game two. So, the, the, the biggest biggest decision I can see out of this game three is, um, you know, the DCE over Ben Hunt. I think I, I personally think Ben Hunt deserved to start, and DCE should have been on the bench. So, how Walters has gone straight for DCE starting is beyond me because they're both very similar in their utility kind of. Uh, Shirt, so I, I just beyond well, why you would why call. I, I wanted to try and see if Billy had sort of opened a little bit more light on it. Like, is it the fact that you know he did take a while to come back from that grand final experience where you know he missed the kicks and whatnot? Is he in the same headspace again? Is he starting to feel that that, that lack of confidence, and that's why you bring in a player like Cherry? I, I think Ben Hunt's the best halfback in the, in the in the competition so far. Like, I think he's the way he's shown maturity and the way he's controlled games and game management skills. Is by far superior. Oh, I'm not to bagging everyone. him. No, no, I'm that, saying that's what but, the criticism's but, but, been yeah, of late, yeah, yeah. and is that starting to play on him? I, I, I don't. It's, it's, I hard, don't it's so. hard not to read into criticism against Absolutely. yourself, and it's also yeah. hard not to buy into the accolades that you're given as well, and not blow smoke up your own ass. It's well, it's you real, struggle with that, don't you? Oh well, yeah. <laughs> With a few that's accolades not, that's, not, through. that's not compliments, though. You that's general smoke. But the thing is with Ben Hunt, it, it, it's, it's really weird because you've seen players bounce back under really incredible managers and mentors and people like that. Craig Bellamy won't allow people to buy into their own shit or, yeah, or in, in the same breath listen to negative conversations about them. But he's just an amazing mentor. He, he plays a hard game and he plays it well. And, and he really gets the best out of young players and he finds this talent from God knows where, uh, door assistants in Fiji and he brings them over and they're the best in the game. Now, he's got this amazing will and want in order to help people. And if you've not really got that around you or like a real good support staff, it's kind of hard not to, want believe the negative or buy mm. into the bullshit that said how good you are. But I agree with that, though. But everyone that I speak to about Bennett or Bellamy is that his, his game plan is so simple but yet effective and yet the way that he nurtures his, his players and actually understands them is better than they've ever got anywhere else, and that's why he gets the best out of them. But it's evident not only in the Melbourne side, but it's evident when half the side's away playing Origin, that, that junior side steps mm. up yeah. and, and absolutely warms Jerome was outstanding, George. Yeah, It's wow. incredible, you know, put 50 points on St George Who'd and they were at the top of the table. Yeah, yeah, like with 10 players light, 10 first-team players light, that's, it's an incredible achievement, but they, yeah. that, that goes against, that goes and says everything for the kind of club Melbourne Storm is. Which is the culture, everybody's right? Everybody's that's a part of the first team. You, you're never, you're yeah. never out of the first yeah. team. You're never dropped. You're never this. You're, never, you're always fighting for your position, and you're going to fight to keep it. And you know when you get that chance, you really respect that honour. And the kids did last night. They put 52 points on the leaders. Well, we, yeah. we sort of spoke about, um, I guess, some great players that have come through the game, some great characters that have come through the game. We touched on it with Billy. Did you guys manage to see the press conference with uh, Sam Thayday retiring? I, I, I did yeah. see a glimpse of it in regards <laughs> to him dressing up as a granddad. He looks younger. And when I worked for the Queensland Rugby League, like I've done a bit with with Sam. Oh yeah, let's talk about you, Doug. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but <laughs> I'm just so saying he is a couple of names. He, Boom. Is that the, he is. He is like that. All the time, yeah. you know, like he anything for a laugh, he would make kids completely, you know, just fall over with laughter. So, you know, it's and that's the thing is, like, is it really a surprise that he's come out and done this? He's no. had a good transition into the media, yeah. you know, the, the Matty Jones show and Fletch and Heine, and he's had his own little comedy skit, cooking at home with Sam, all of this, and he's, he's blended very, very well into that media circus, hasn't clever. it? Yeah, yeah he he's, he's, he's pretty smart it. about like, it. He hasn't overdone the fact of, I mean, there has been some comedic rugby league players that have come through and then they've sort of been... You look at me then. <laughs> You're not funny. No, it was funny, funny when he played. Yeah. I smell yeah. funny. Watch him try to stand up. for those who haven't watched at it. home, we're going to chuck it on our Facebook page so you can check it out. It's the Sport Pod Project. That's how long I've been. Pro- do we have a Facebook page? Yeah, we Why do. Why don't I know about this? Oh, you're, you're on it. You've liked it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can go there and check it out. We'll whack it up on our Instagram as well too. But I'll uh, I'll play a little bit of a clip as to why he explained himself. Uh, he's basically turned up to retirement home, completely made up. He's put a bald wig on. He's got full beard, grey hair, and this is how he explained himself. 
I think I know what your first question is going to be today as well, is why the hell am I dressed the way I'm dressed? Great question. Um, I'm actually, I actually own all these clothes, so um, the only thing that's different is, is this makeup. But um, to be honest, this is probably a true reflection on how I've uh, been feeling over the last couple of seasons. I feel old, sore, tired. And definitely balding as well. So, um, but uh, I also wanted to do things a bit different. I've been different throughout my whole career and everything I've done. I've said a few things and done a few things that uh, have always had a few question marks on them. Um, but uh, this is a fantastic way of everyone to remember me. Uh, if you don't remember my incredible uh, rugby league resume. Physique. I'm sure you'll remember the weird football guy who dressed up as an old man to retire. <laughs> I just think that was so well done. That's brilliant. Yeah. And you know, it's, it, it's, it's everyone's set to stand out in their own special way, and he does that. He, he does it really well. I always has him, but he's been an incredible player throughout the years, and he's, he's yeah. gone on longer than I ever expected him yeah. to. Because yeah, he doesn't really look best. like an athlete, no. with all credit. He doesn't necessarily look like he can play 80 minutes week in and week out but he has done for such a long time he's tough as nails yeah, isn't he is. just yeah, he's very, very Sammy tough. well done and, and the only bloke who can always make Wayne Bennett laugh I've never every time Wayne Bennett looks <laughs> <laughs> he always has that wry smile and I've, you know no one can do what Sammy done and I think that's wind <laughs> hey that's why, why one claim to actually working well as an MC is I yeah. made Wayne Bennett laugh during an MC gig and you I'll, did yeah I basically got off dropped my mic and walked out <laughs> I was like that'll do me that'll absolutely I did butter him up because he doesn't drink so the boys I walked so up gave them the schooner now. to sit on the stage with and I walked up yeah with some rowing no that was a really bad joke <laughs> with a glass with a glass <laughs> Renee get back in your box uh, with a Big scooter glass <laughs> full of lock. You know? <laughs> I just keep, your, keep your hands above the oh. table, darling. Hands above the table. <laughs> you get back That's in your box the just way yet. It's gonna be little darling, little darling. We'll go riding on the horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. That's my deepest apologies to Dale Braithwaite. They've just fucking murdered that song. Absolutely and we'll murdered that. And we'll do it again that. and again mm -hmm. and again. And that's the end of our show, isn't it, this week? <laughs> Is no. it? Yeah. All right, sir. How good. Peace out.